0: Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's Day 117, and this is God's Big Story.
1: It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. No.
0: So welcome back everyone, and yes, it is day 117, which means we are getting closer and closer to the halfway point of God's big story. And we have some surprises planned for when we hit that mark, day 130, so make sure you're about for that.
1: Hi everyone!
0: Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Mm. Well hello Marvin. Oh Dave, what are these surprises you speak of? Well, I can't tell you, Marvin, or there wouldn't be surprises.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess not.
0: So, what have you been up to since we saw you last?
1: Oh, you know, I played a little cow ball, watched another movie.
0: Okay, so, well, let's hear it. What was the movie this time? Ah, Dave, it was about a city
1: entirely inhabited by cows. But some of the cows had started going crazy and were trying to bite the other cows instead of eating grass. And so, a brave little police cow had to figure out what was going on.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Yes, I think I know this one.
1: Yeah, it's called Mutropolis, or, or I think it was called Mutopia in America. Yeah, it was really good.
0: Okay, well, let's get to our reading for today. Now, yesterday we heard how Elijah got rid of the prophets of Baal and then went running on ahead of King Ahab's horses.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a good story.
0: Well, today we meet another character, Jezebel. Now, Jezebel is Ahab's wife.
1: Okay, okay, so she's like the queen of Israel.
0: That's right, but Jezebel is from a foreign land. And she doesn't worship the God of Israel at all. She only worships Baal. So you can imagine how she was feeling when she heard about what happened to all the priests of Baal.
1: Oh, I would think she was
0: not too happy, huh? Now that's right. So, well, today we'll hear how that goes. Okay, great.
2: Yeah, so who's reading
0: today? Now today it's our friend Ruby.
2: Oh, hi, Ruby. Hi, folks. Today's reading is from First Kings 19, verses 1 to 18. Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done. He told her how Elijah had killed all the prophets of Baal with his sword. So Jezebel sent a message to Elijah. She said, You can be sure that I will kill you, just as I killed the other prophets. I'll do it by this time tomorrow. If I don't, may the gods punish me greatly. Elijah was afraid, so he ran for his life. He came to Beersheba in Judah. He left his servant there. Then he travelled for one day into the desert. He came to a small bush. He sat down under it. He prayed that he would die. Lord, I've had enough, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my people of long ago. Then he lay down under the bush and he fell asleep. Suddenly, an angel touched him. The angel said, get up and eat. Elijah looked around. Near his head he saw some bread. It had been baked over hot coals. A jar of water was also there, so Elijah ate and drank, and he lay down again. The angel of the Lord came to him a second time. He touched him and said, Get up and eat. Your journey will be long and hard. So he got up, he ate and drank. The food gave him new strength. He travelled for forty days and forty nights. He kept going until he arrived at Horeb. It was the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. A message came to Elijah from the Lord. He said, Elijah, what are you doing here? He replied, Lord God who rules over all, I've been very committed to you. The Israelites have turned their backs on your covenant. They have torn down your altars. They've put your prophets to death with their swords. I'm the only one left and they are trying to kill me. The Lord said, go out. Stand on the mountain in front of me. I'm going to pass by. As the Lord approached, a very powerful wind tore the mountains apart. It broke up the rocks, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake, a fire came, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. And after the fire, there was only a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his coat over his face He went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then a voice said to him, Elijah, what are you doing here? He replied, Lord God who rules over all, I've been very committed to you. The Israelites have turned their backs on your covenant. They have torn down your altars. They've put your prophets to death with their swords. I'm the only one left and they are trying to kill me. The Lord said to him, Go back the way you came to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael as king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu as king over Israel. He is the son of Nimshe. And anoint Elisha from Abel-Mehulah as the next prophet after you. He is the son of Shapat. Jehu will put to death anyone who escapes Hazael's sword. And Elisha will put to death anyone who escapes Jehu's sword. But I will keep 7,000 people in Israel for myself. They have not bowed down to Baal, and they have not kissed him. Thanks, Ruby. Oh, well, Elijah just ran away, huh, Dave?
0: Yep, he was scared, and he ran for his life. Yeah, and, and Dave, then it said,
1: the angel of the Lord went to him, huh? So that was a Christophany,
0: right? That's right, Marvin. Excellent. The messenger of God, Jesus. Now, Elijah was feeling pretty sorry for himself, so God has him stand on the mountain
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, and then there's the wind and the earthquake and the fire
0: Yep, these big, loud, impressive, scary things And you can imagine Elijah kind of thinking, okay, this is more like it God's bringing out the big guns, this is what's needed But each time, God was not in the wind, or the fire, or the earthquake
1: Yeah, yeah, it said God was in the small voice, the whisper
0: That's right Now, boys and girls, sometimes we probably think, wouldn't it be great if God spoke in those great, big, impressive ways? It would be great if what God wanted to tell us was written across the sky in great big letters. If he made the ground shake and the wind blow, there'd be no ignoring that. Nobody would miss it. Now, sometimes God might do big, impressive things like that, but often, just like for Elijah, God speaks to us in a whisper.
1: Mm, But, Dave, the thing about whispers is, well, aren't they kind of hard to hear?
0: Well, they can be, Mark. And that's why we have to make sure that we're listening. That's why we don't just open our Bible, read a bit, and then put it away again. We have to stop and think about what we've read, pray about it, think about what God is teaching us about himself and asking what he might want us to do. That's why Christians will have what is often called their quiet time. It's a time set aside when the TV's not on, away from everyone else, and everything that would distract us when we can really try to listen to that whisper and to get to know our God. So, you know, if you don't have a quiet time of your own, then it would be a great thing to start doing.
1: Hmm, okay, well, Dave, when should you have a quiet time?
0: Well, you know, Marvin, there's no bad time. Some people like to get up really early and start their day with a quiet time. Now, that's what my dad would have done before anyone else in the family got up. He would have been up reading his Bible and praying. Now, for me, well, I've tried that, and that is no good for me. My brain is not working until I've been up for at least three hours. So for me, I tend to have my quiet times in the evening, before I go to bed.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So
0: which is better? Well, what's better is what works best for you.
1: Okay, so yeah, this quiet time, I, I just kind of sit there and be quiet?
0: Well, no, you don't just sit there, but you could maybe start by praying and asking God to help you to listen to his voice. And then you might read a bit of the Bible, maybe the bit that we've read in the podcast that day. And then think about what the passage is teaching you about God. Often you can maybe come up with a whole bunch of things that it's showing you about God. And then after that, you might pray and think about anything God might want you to do in response.
1: Okay, okay, uh, I I think I get it.
0: Well, let's imagine you're doing a quiet time today. So you start your quiet time and you ask God to help you to listen to him. And then you read again the verses from today. And then you think, well, what does this teach me about God? And you might think, okay, well, it teaches me that God is more powerful than the, the great wind and the earthquakes and the fire. It teaches me that God often speaks in a whisper. And it shows me that, just like Elijah, God hasn't left me alone. There were 7,000 others who weren't worshipping the false gods. And God has put lots of Christian brothers and sisters around us too.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, the, the passage says all those things about God.
0: Yep, so after that, part two. You could pray, you could thank God that he is so powerful and that he loves you. You might thank him for the other Christians he's put in your life because you realize that he hasn't left you alone either. Okay, okay, yeah. And then part three was kind of what difference does it make? Is there something you need to change or to do? So as you listen to God, maybe he's saying, well, you haven't really been listening to me much, have you? And you think, yes, God wants me to really make sure that I have a quiet time every day so that I am listening to him.
1: Okay, yeah. So prayer, Bible, what God's teaching me about him, then more prayer, and then kind of responds, what I should do.
0: Yep, that's it. Now, that's not the only way to have a quiet time, but it's one way. And you could ask older Christians, you know, what they do in their quiet time. You know, you can also get little books and booklets that can help as well. And they maybe have a page or two to read each day that help explain what the passages are teaching us and helping to guide our prayers. Those can be a great tool. So talk to an older Christian, you know, if you'd maybe like to try that.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good, Dave. You know, I I do think I should start having one of these quiet times. If God is whispering, I sure want to make sure I can hear him and I don't miss it.
0: Yep, that's the idea. Good job, Marvin. Maybe tomorrow you'll tell us how you get on.
1: Okay, yeah, I will. Yeah, Thanks, Dave.
0: And, well, I think we're pretty much out of time for today, Marvin, so we will say goodbye until tomorrow.
1: Okay, yeah. Bye, everyone. See you then.
0: Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh.